This Phineas and Ferb podcast is not for children. There's a hundred and f- The imaginary doobie. Uh, yeah, Jaden just smoked a real uh, weed. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the 14th episode of Ferb Your Enthusiasm. I'm your host, uh, Phineas and Ferb Hater. Uh, the, uh, the, the, I was going to say the Phineas to my own Ferb, Zane Bendisi. <laughs> and uh, uh, this is my co-host. The your own Phineas, I guess. The, the verb to my Phineas. Jaden uh, uh, Essie, the Phineas and Ferb Virgin. It's great. What a what a wonderful time. I had I feel like I had a rocky experience with the last batch of episodes. No, it was the one before. But this was good. A rocky? Good. Like the movie Rocky with uh Sylvester Stallone? That's exactly. Yes. I wanted to just punch a lot of things. So you you like yeah, you started off doing the small leagues and then uh build i've never seen rocky uh anyways um so uh, but what i have seen nice segue right what i've seen is this episode of phineas and ferb that we're going to talk about this is a two-part episode called dude we're gonna get the band back together and if that title doesn't say it all well i'll go uh stick a well never mind uh stick a what where zane Stick okay. a post-it note on my laptop reminding me to watch this episode. Pretty smart. Uh, very smart. That's good. Visual reminders are good. Some people yeah. say it actually takes away from your cognitive ability, but honestly, I think you're just making life easier for yourself. Yeah. And yeah. who cares about cognitive ability anyways? Yeah. It's not that cognitive important. Ability? Yeah, of course not. Get over yourself. Yeah. So we have an episode always... of Phineas and Ferb, as, yeah. as we do every week, and we're going to go break it down. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't have a lot of notes for this episode, so we'll see how this episode goes. Really? Yeah, I, I really. <laughs> I do. Okay, good. Good. Interesting. Um, but let's well, let, let's get started. Uh, so the premise of this episode uh-huh. is uh, Lindana is very angry at her husband Lawrence. Yeah, um, imagine why. Yeah, and she he she won't say why, and he's guessing, and he's getting all the wrong guesses, and Candace reminds him that it is their anniversary. <gasps> Can I just say, not, not, not a very good move, Lawrence. Uh, I know. I mean, yeah, come on, man. Dude, um, like, you don't remember your anniversary. That's... And, yes, but um, I have some notes about that, but let, well, let's, finish okay. the, let's finish the you know summary and then... So basically, uh, he has to come up with some sort of plan for an anniversary gift for Lindana. Uh, and he remembers that the first time that he and Lindana met was at a Love Handle concert. And Love Handle was a band that uh, was once very popular, but is now broken up. Uh, so Phineas and Ferb and Candace decide to get Love Handle back together to pl- to give a performance for Lindana and Lawrence's uh, anniversary. I almost said birthday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So great episode. Uh, very touching. Um, I would say one of the more realistic ones to date. Uh, forgetting an anniversary, woo, that's 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 scary business, especially if you're the one who forgot it. But uh, the first line in the episode was, "You can't imagine why it's hit like you can't." Or it was something along the lines of, um, "You can't remember what today is. You can't remember why it might be special." Yeah. And Lawrence busts out of the back door into the backyard and he says, "I told you, it's Thursday." And like, you can't take a hint, man, really. Well, that, but then at the same time, he's not wrong. Well, it is Thursday, yeah. Gotta throw um, him a bone there. 
But um, man, Lawrence is in the fucking he. he was He's in the, the dog, dog house. house. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my god! Woof woof! And we're not talking yeah. about we're not talking about the oh, dog wow. house in the episode one. Scare good scare ought to do it that said Fido on it. No, we're talking yeah. about the the metaphorical dog house of like when yeah. a, a husband is in trouble. For yeah. those of you who didn't understand, um, yeah. I just want to say, Jaden, I'm surprised that you don't remember our anniversary. What? What are you talking about? This is today is the 14th anniversary of the time that we started the podcast. The 14 week Shut anniversary. Up. <laughs> Shut up. Today's Friday. Today is it's Friday. Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Did you like my cover of, of uh, Rebecca Black's Friday? Yeah, I'll do you one better. You got your own anniversary wrong. It's the 16th week anniversary because right, we've because had we two take... weeks that we've missed. <laughs> so who's forgetting now? Uh, uh, you got me. You got me good. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, but yeah, anyways. Uh, um, yeah. Phineas and Ferb, when they find out, you know, like, oh, dad, you really messed up this time. They go to their father to ask, you know, is there anything we can do to help? And, um, you know, it's it's like very kind of them. And then, you know, Lawrence turns around. He's like, I don't know, boys, can you make miracles happen? And. You know, Phineas asks, I don't know, what's your budget? What other time has he ever been concerned about a budget? This is the first yeah. time he's <laughs> reflected any sort of monetary restriction or like suggested that there could possibly be one. Well, I, I think mean, we've talked about like before, where are Phineas and Ferb getting all of this money? Exactly. <laughs> we thought it could be from the illegal animal trafficking, but yeah. like... Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they're running dry. They've they've uh, they've poached all the all the animals have gone extinct at this point. Yeah, that or people um, are refusing to do uh, business with them now, which is good. Maybe which yeah. is good. I know but, um, they they messed up that car wash back in episode one. I'm still angry about yeah, that's that. True. They that's they true. built a roller coaster inside of a car wash and then the, lifted the roller coaster up off the ground and destroyed the car yeah. wash. Yeah. Um, but. Um, yeah. Uh, my other next note, though, is that like um, very unlike the typical story arc of Phineas and Ferb, Candace joins the gang. Yeah. Um, she decides to help out. As you know, Phineas and Ferb are going to go reunite the band members of Love Handle. Yes, or as and... it's spelled in their logo, Louvre Handle. Yes. Yes. Uh, and Candace, her job is to keep her mother busy. Yeah. Which shouldn't be very hard for her, given that <laughs> she has done nothing but keep her mother busy for the past uh, 14 episodes. Exactly. Um, um, and she does a great job of it. She does do a great job of it. But I want to talk about... So Lawrence's earliest memory of like the, the quintessential moment between him and Lindana is when they were at this concert. Uh -huh. um, but... I'm I'm trying to figure out the timeline on this, and this is always confused me. This so confused was me. I. This confused me when I was young and I watched this episode too. Like, because Lawrence and Madonna have been both been in previous marriages before. I, you know, hence they gave birth to Phineas Ferb and Candace. Um, so, but in this clip, they seem to be teenagers. So, but were they like maybe like childhood friends? But that wouldn't make sense because Lawrence well, is from England. That's you know? true. I mean, you don't know when he moved over, I guess. But like, love is, love is a mystery. But you're right; it is a total, total oversight, I'd say, in regards yeah. to timing. Because at the same time, Lindana 
because the, it looked like these guys were popular in the 80s or whatever. Yeah, which I, that, is what they were suggesting. Lindana was also a, a huge star, star at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they say later on, like, aren't you a little too young to be into Love Handle? Uh, which yeah. might, which is partially because it's an older band, probably also because it's called Love Handle. Yeah. Uh, nice but name. yeah, nice name. Um, no, I hate that name. Uh, look, I'm just trying to be a, uh, a contrarian. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> um, yes. So they decide to reunite the gang and uh, or reunite the gang, uh, reunite the band. Candace, uh, you know, she sets off. She gets on her bike to go find her mom and distract her mom. And, of course, keep the secret. And her friend Stacy calls. And Candace's like, oh, hi, Stacy. Can't talk right now. Got to go distract my mom. We're reuniting Love Handle. Yeah. Uh, for a concert in my backyard. This bitch can't keep a secret. No. And what happens? Two jobs. Stacey, Failed at one of them. Stacy calls someone else while still on the line with Candace. Calls her mom. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, calls her mom. Call, who calls someone else? Call. Eventually, there's like 50 people on this line. This is like 2008. Yeah. How many people are you going to get on one phone line? Um, it's a really heavy line. It's a heavy line. Uh, it's like a, yeah, there's a, lot of weight it's on like it. a rectangle. <laughs> a heavy line. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but I, we're jumping ahead. We're jumping ahead because I have some more stuff that I want to talk about. Oh, oh, please. Yeah, what? You had a little attitude there? No, no, I want to hear what you have to say. Oh, okay. Because I genuinely value your opinion. That sounded so sarcastic. It I don't sounded know why. very sarcastic. That sounded so sarcastic. I'm uh, sorry. No, I do want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> so there is a, they watch a documentary on Love Handle or Louvre Handle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in it, they say that the band uh, reached the, the top of the charts for exactly. 11 minutes yeah which is pretty fucking uh, sad yeah it's not that impressive uh also yeah. 11 minutes yeah, is... they reached the top of the chart long enough for someone to put their name in the top and just realize yeah. no i i think that like you know by the time they put it up they had to take it down put the name on the top went to the bathroom 11 minutes later they came back and uh <laughs> changed it yeah because that's how long it takes to go to the bathroom 11 minutes yeah i well yeah uh for, you. for someone with yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> so let's talk about Doofenshmirtz for a little bit, or Door, as sure. my phone has autocorrected him to. Uh, Door, yeah, Being uh, an absolute wholesome person. So Perry goes into his secret base, and Major Monogram says uh, Door has been buying uh, a couple of things, including fireworks. Doofenshmirtz has been purchasing over a hundred pounds of illegal fireworks. Four hundred pounds. Over four hundred pounds of illegal fireworks. Now yeah. that is evil it is there is nothing more evil yeah you're gonna scare dogs i could actually be a pretty huge keep explosion. the neighbors up yeah you're gonna burn down a forest <laughs> blow up the sun blow up the sun uh evil yeah evil every every villain uh, is lemons <laughs> yeah there's a, there's a lot you can do here a lot they can do here i think so there's a lot of gay dudes here No, I said there's a lot he could do here. There is okay. a, I, I think there is a gay dude in this episode, but... Um, well, let's not make assumptions, okay? It's never that's that's very fair. polite, but but we'll get uh, to that. Yeah. Um, so I think that is the implication. So the, sing the singers of the band are named Dan, Swampy, and Bobby. Yeah. I, I looked this up because I, I realized Dan is Dan Pavanmeyer. Swampy 
is Swampy Marsh. Yeah, you know, the two creators, Bobby. the creators of Phineas and Ferb. Bobby, I looked it up. Bobby is the voice of Buford. Uh, Bobby. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, Bobby Gaylor, who's also a writer on the show. Uh, so, so the the characters are loosely based off of it. The, the, those three do not voice those characters. In fact, uh, it is uh, uh, Steve Zahn is uh, Swampy. Um, Carlos Alazraki, I think is his name, uh, is uh, Bobby. And then I don't remember the third guy. Who cares? Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> um, so j- just an interesting bit of trivia. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, the first band member they go for is Dan. Yeah. And he's at, he, he, owns, a, he owns a guitar shop, right? A guitar store. Yes, he does. And uh, yes, okay, I have I have a note about this. Um, they go in there and they try to, you know, ask him questions. Oh, are you tired? Am I boring you? Yep. Goodbye. <laughs> um, no. Um, the, whoa! I really just they went into the guitar store. What was that? I just like hit such a oh, none of that. We can't have this on the podcast. Okay. So they go to a guitar oh, store. Back from the mic, they walk. <laughs> they go to a guitar store, and they walk in, and there he is, standing there with the guitar in his hands. Is Dan? Who's he talking to? I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. Some, some schmuck. Nerd. Some, some schmuck. S- some nerd. Some some, some glass wearing loser. Some nerdy schmuck. Some nerdy schmuck, glass wearing loser. Uh, did he have a good tea? pants on Fridays. Probably does pee his pants on Fridays. Did he have a good tea? No. Was it, it also voiced cool, by D. Bradley Baker? Cool people wear goatees, probably. Yeah, it sounded uh, like him. Yeah, it sounded like him. Um, but anyway, D. Bradley Baker's a cool guy. But um, the character, loser. Anyways, he's in there and he's asking questions about the guitar and he's like, you know, man, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know about this. Okay, goodbye. And then I think as he leaves, Dan calls him a coward. Or something along yeah. those lines. Yeah. But uh, wow, I I love it. I support that man. Um, but anyways, Phineas and Ferb talked to him about getting the band back together and whatnot, and he's like, "Oh man, I don't know, can't do this." And something, uh, I forget what prompts him, but he goes into this musical number about the history of blues, of rock. How, oh, of rock, yes, and how every form of rock that there's ever been is, you know, blues just in a different form, and actually like. Of all the musical numbers that have been on this show, this might be my favorite. Really? Yeah, really. That I've seen so far. Um, I still, I still maintain that "Busted" is the greatest song ever written. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's a good song, but in regards to like overall like content, like you okay. don't, you don't. I, no, I like seriously, like especially in a kids' show, you don't see the the history of something like blues. You know. Yeah. Explored a lot. I mean, there was a lot of you know blues history that was not explored in this show oh yeah. my god well you, but um <laughs> the general association of how it developed i appreciated that being yeah. represented um i thought i thought it was kind of reminiscent or i guess uh, uh, not reminiscent because this came out before but of uh the song baby boomer santa from community oh my god really you know what I'm talking about? Like, no, I, I know. See, I know exactly what you're talking about. I just can't remember the. I can't remember the melody. That's why I. I, I can't. I'm not talking it. about the melody. I'm just talking like conceptually, like going through like the different phases of music. Oh, oh, like, yes, yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> why is everything? Why are there so many colors? I don't know. But um, yeah, there's I love that there when he's like, this is the part of blues where we get psychedelic and that like the world behind them turns green and looks yeah. like suspiciously like weed, but not weed because this is a Disney show. Yeah. But um, well, I mean, you don't know. The Disney has supported marijuana in the past. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, you know, Brandy and Mr. Whiskers, they smoke a blunt on that show. <laughs> what yeah they, they just like one of the like the one from uh the cheech and chong movie that's like a, like this big mm-hmm. uh, yeah they smoke the mr whiskers like smokes it and then like he, <laughs> he drives drives oh, around gets in, uh, a, gets in a car crash this is all real you can go and watch it it's season two episode three of brandy and mr whiskers for real yeah, the, I'm 100% serious. He smokes the giant blunt and gets in a car crash. <laughs> yeah. sounds, like quali- sounds like quality content to me. Um, but yes, so... Um, did we really... Oh, oh, I, th- I just wanted to say? say it. In this song, they get to the 70s. Yeah. And Ferb has a killer afro. Yeah. Just a bright green afro, and it suits him so well. Looks like um, a little green planet. Yeah, a little green planet, almost yeah. like the little re- green planet that we live on. Yep, Mercury it won't be green for much longer because of global warming. Yeah, do your part. Reuse reusable plastics. Do away with single-use plastics. It was Earth Day the don't, other day. Don't we try gotta... to recycle pizza boxes. Don't try to recycle. Wait, what? What? Yeah, don't don't recycle pizza boxes. Uh, they, they have grease. They won't. Oh recycle. yes, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, do your part, yo. Yeah, um, or just but say anyways. Fuck it. What <laughs> I said, or just say fuck it and don't, don't do anything. Yeah, it's, we can't tell you what to do. This is a podcast. Exactly. We can only tell you our opinions. Yeah, uh, my opinion that... is that Phineas and Ferb is the worst show ever created, and that everyone involved in it should cry. <laughs> I'm glad that's what you chose to say. Yeah, um, I caught myself at the end. Yeah, I could tell. Um, I heard a. So let's, let's talk about that sentence. Let's talk about Doofenshmirtz. Yes, please. Oh my god, I was just about to bring him up. Um, did you do you have a specific note? Because I have a couple of notes, but uh, Doofenshmirtz uh, is this time he is in his abandoned self storage, which yes. is not actually abandoned, because he's inside of it. Yeah. Uh, so to, he has a jingle that says like you know Doofenshmirtz abandoned himself so rich, yeah. but like it's not abandoned if you put a sign on it that says abandoned. Like that doesn't make it abandoned. You're you're occupying it and you're using it. You're yeah. you're not really storing. Got to be it's got to be unacknowledged to be truly abandoned. Yeah. What what the? F- Hello. Are you still Hi. there? Yeah. My computer just like went to sleep. I have no idea why. Bizarre. Hopefully that didn't affect uh, the recording. To Unfriended Part Two. Little <laughs> did you know, this is a movie now. <laughs> this is a movie. We're actually filming a movie as we speak. Uh, yeah. Every, everything that we've been saying has been uh, painstakingly written, uh, typed out, uh, and we are reciting it, including the part where I said uh, everyone should cry. Yeah, I can't tell you how many hours of memorization that went into this sentence. I'm saying right now, like. You can't because it was written beforehand. No, that's what I'm saying. But like the, 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 hold on. The, 
the there's the pauses are really realistic too just just yeah yeah there's there's seven thes and the fact that that's also even in the script like this every everything we're saying is just i'm very impressed with myself but yeah, um great um yeah i mean like a couple of weeks ago i know you and i sat down and we're like you know remember when joaquin phoenix made a fake documentary ben affleck and we we're like yeah what we did not what that that was not me. <laughs> I don't such remember a funny that. part of the script that we've written. Oh, are you talking? Oh, okay, look, let's 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 just move on. Uh, are you still there? Sad. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> you, you just froze for a little bit. Are you are you frozen right now? No. Um. <laughs> so continuing on. So Doof, Doof-, Doof is in his abandoned self storage uh facility what's he doing there zane what is what is what is perry the platypus fine he's throwing a party for his his daughter olivia olson Vanessa. straight and the very first thing that doof says when perry shows up he's like oh perry i'm not doing anything evil can you help me set up <laughs> and thank for his credit to his yeah. credit he does <laughs> he does and thank god he didn't kick down any doors this time yeah he- I he just want to point out, ass. though, I want to point out, Doofus Prince, he's showing uh, Perry all of the pictures of his past Vanessa's birthdays. Uh-huh. Um, and one of them, uh, he comes, it's on her 10th birthday. He comes in riding on a pony. Yeah. Did you recognize that pony? No. That is the same pony that Isabella rode in The Magnificent Few. <laughs> wow. So I, either that's an immortal pony, universe. either that's an immortal pony, or it just looks really good for its age. What's the lifespan of a pony? Because that was only six years. years ago. What? Two years. No way. Yeah. The lifespan of a pony? Yeah, that's two years. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> no way. No way. This is being fact-checked live. Like it's. You don't have to check it. I already know that it's true. What is the life span of a pony? <laughs> Two years. What did I say? 25 to 30 years. In prison? Oh, <laughs> That was such a stupid joke. Why did that make you laugh? It didn't even make sense. I wasn't laughing at the prison bit. I'm still uh, laughing at the two years bit. Yeah, yeah ponies the, can live to be 25 to 30 years old. Um, well, they can. That doesn't mean that they all do. Yeah, but this one did apparently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because uh, Vanessa's... Tenth, oh my God. Vanessa's Stop tenth, yawning. You know what? I'm trying. Vanessa's tenth birthday was only six years prior because this was her this was her sixteenth uh, birthday. Yeah, but Isabella wasn't I, even born yet. Vanessa seems like much older than sixteen. Well, she's got maturity. She 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 really you feel this character is like she's she, you know she she probably does well in her SATs you know a year from now. Um, probably yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, also hanging out around with a great group of individuals, uh, yeah. the goth kids. 
the goth kids goth kids you know people pick on goths but like you know you people the, the people have come to terms with death you know who embrace death yeah. uh, who talk about a lot of heavy subjects uh with, yeah. with ease and have just, such an immaculate aesthetic of of clothing and style established yeah i'm just surprised that you didn't say anything when i said that isabella hadn't been born uh six, six years ago <laughs> wait what clearly you were not listening to me no no i heard that but did i say isabella instead of vanessa no i said you said isabella you mentioned isabella for some reason oh because of the pony yeah yeah and then i said oh yeah but she hadn't been born yet if you were born three years ago how old would you be three no four no if you were born three years ago how old would you be I would be seven. No, you'd be zero. How old would I be when I was born? Yeah. Well, if you I... were born three years ago, how old would you be? Well, I was born at the age of 13. I was in the <laughs> womb for a very long time. Okay, so uh, moving on. Doof sets up this party with the help of Perry. And who shows up? Vanessa. And what does Vanessa say? I don't remember. I like it. That ungrateful. Oh, she'll grow up someday. And she'll realize, she'll realize that, like, wow, my dad really threw the best parties for me. Yeah. Except the only thing is, my problem is when they're doing their montage of like setting up the party, they pour the punch into the bowl. And then Doofitchmerz, like a monster, drinks straight out of the ladle. You don't put your lips to the lid. Like, do you th- you realize how many diseases you could spread by drinking from the ladle? Let's 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 have a real talk. Let's have a real talk. Let's what, stop what the joke for a little while. What is Doof carrying? <laughs> what did he get from Lindana when they <laughs> when oh, he brought no. into existence? Well. I wasn't talking about sexually transmitted diseases. I was talking any sort of disease. I mean, you don't sure. know where you don't know where his mouth has been. Yeah, which is why I immediately went to sexual diseases. Yeah, but, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I tried to stay, you know, highbrow when we're talking about this podcast. Um, yeah, sure. Okay, sure. That tracks. That to. tracks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyways, so um, back to Phineas and Ferb at the guitar shop, finishing up with Dan. Actually, no. (laughs) Pardon me? I want to talk about Lawrence. Well, I don't care. I want to talk about Dan, who at the guitar shop, when he finishes singing, he goes, sure. And that's all I wanted to say. We can talk about Lawrence Let's talk about Lawrence now. Uh... (laughs) This is my podcast, okay? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you showed up 20 minutes late today. And I... I showed up 20 minutes late? I sent you a Zoom link, and 20 minutes later, you sent me a text message saying, Jaden, with a question mark. And, I oh, get it, okay. <laughs> Maybe it was the phone's fault, okay? Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> what do you uh, want to say about Lawrence? Okay, so he see he hires a like speedy uh, Lovegram. Oh God! Service, uh, and um, 
this lady, this old lady comes out in a heart costume and she sings like, oh, here, it's your anniversary. Da, 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 da. Um, and it's, it's treated as a joke, but Jaden, if I were to receive an old lady dressed as a heart singing to me, I would cry. I would, I, I would weep. Really? Because it's so such a horrid sight? No. <laughs> you, you maniac? No. No, it's it's beautiful. It's someone at the end of her life just singing about love. Dedicating her time to others. It is great. I will agree with you there. What? I didn't say anything. Oh, oh, oh. I I thought you said my name. I don't know why. I didn't. Anyways. Um, (laughs) Continuing. Um, I just want to point out it is yeah. very convenient that all of the members of Love Handle have stayed centralized in the tri-state area. Yeah, all within the same town. All within the same, well, same town or state or it's very vague. Yeah. <laughs> at times it seems that the tri- greater metropolitan area. At at times it seems that the tri-state area is in fact an island surrounded on all sides by water. Uh, yeah. So but it's, other it's, times, twenty minutes away from Mount Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a little confusing, um, but yeah, it's 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 a lot of conf- confusion there. But let's uh, let's get to actually, you know what? We're I think we're at about the halfway point. And do you know what that means? I think I do. Do you know this is time for our second ever segment where I dissect a song by the Bare Naked Ladies. Wow. Yeah, that's right. It's another two-part episode, so I think it's time that we talk about BNL. Um, BNL, okay. As they are referred to sometimes. And mm-hmm. today's song, You might, do you want to take a guess? Yes. Okay, well, what is your guess? It's uh, no, TikTok it's not. by Kesha. No, no, that, that's a song by Kesha. I don't know. Uh, I thought it was the Bare Naked Ladies. Are you sure it's not no. the Bare Naked Ladies? TikTok uh, by Kesha is not by the Bare Naked Ladies. No, I think uh, they would probably say by the Bare Naked Ladies. If it was by the Bare. I don't Ladies. know. I don't think that's how it works. Anyways, the song that we're talking about today is "If I Had a Million Dollars" by the Bare Naked Ladies. I get. Wow. I I would. Yeah, that would be a good time. That would be a good time. Uh, and basically the premise of this song is someone singing about all the stuff that they would do if they had a million dollars. Somebody, not me, and I'll actually, I'll post the link in the description so you can see this article. Somebody did the math on how much uh, all of these items would cost. Guess what? It's, it's more than a million. It's more than a million dollars. Oh my goodness. Shameful, shameful. Oh. So I'm going to go through all the different things. Okay. First thing they say, if I had a million dollars, I'd buy you a house. Uh, this person who made this article, uh, let me see their name, Andrew Barr. Andrew said, uh, estimated, you know, it's probably going to be a nice house. Like, it's not going to be a cheap, shitty house, right? So he estimated uh, $553,000 for a house. Well, that's not really taking into account geographical location, though. You can get a really nice house in Texas for 300000 well, Bernicelli's is a Canadian band, so oh, oh yeah, okay, that's so fair. Be in Canada, um, yeah. 
And uh, although actually it's interesting, it is Canadian, but they are talking about American dollars. Yeah. Uh, so that's maybe a little. Uh, well, as an with USD, we'd get bang for our buck in Canada. Yeah, we would. Uh, USD is stronger than the CID right now. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd buy a house. I'd buy you furniture for your house, which is twenty five thousand. I'd buy you a K car, um, which is like kind of an outdated uh vehicle this was written in the 90s yeah uh, but that's the k car is thirty five thousand, like a new k car uh a tree fort mm-hmm. a little tiny fridge for the tree fort which would be for forty thousand two hundred eighty dollars um some pre-wrapped sausages which is five dollars not that expensive uh a fur coat but as they say in a song not a real fur coat because that would be cruel so a fake fur coat would be about 150 dollars uh, an exotic pet, like oh. a llama or an emu, or a llama or an emu. Um, a llama. That's well. That's how they say it in the song because they are Canadian and Canadians say llama. Um, <laughs> so llama is five thousand uh, dollars. They say I would buy you uh, John Merrick's remains. Now this is an interesting one because first <laughs> of all, uh, I assume they're referring to uh, the Elephant Man. But the Elephant Man's real name was Joseph Merrick. It's actually a common misconception that his name is John Merrick. It was John Merrick in the David Lynch movie, but his, in real life, his name was Joseph Merrick. So it's Joseph Merrick's remains, and those would go for about $35,000. Or $350,000. So oh, $35,000. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, although it was rumored in this article, it says Michael Jackson was rumored to have made an offer on the bones for a million dollars. So that would just immediately. That would make them worth a million if they, yeah, they'd be gone. That was a legitimate offer. Yeah. If I had a million dollars, nope, no more. You know, that you bought that, some bones. Congratulations. You just bought some bones of a poor man who like suffered a lot of hardships. Um, uh, if I had a million dollars, we'd take a limousine to the store because uh, it costs more. Uh, they averaged that at $255. Uh, I don't know where that came from. Uh, if I had a million dollars, we wouldn't have to eat crap dinner, but we would. That's a very important line in the song. Um, so they would still be eating craft dinners because they like craft dinners. Um, and uh, I, I'd all buy a real the lifestyle, man. All the lifestyle. If I had a million dollars, I'd buy you a, a green dress. But then they say, but not a real green dress that's cruel, which is another perplexing line. Because uh, I don't know what, what a real green dress would be, nor how that would be cruel. What's wrong with a green dress? What is wrong with Indeed. That's society, I guess. Is a green dress cruel? I Wait, why is that one of the top? Does anyone know because what is cruel knows, about a green dress? Because everyone's talking about if I had a million dollars by the bare naked ladies. Yeah, let's see. Um, <laughs> the the most upvoted response: It is just a riff on the previous lyric, but not a real fur coat that's cruel. I no, refuse to believe. As far that. as I know. Moving on, um, I refuse. Uh, so then they say, uh, "I buy you some art, a Picasso or a Garfunkel." Now Garfunkel. Um, <laughs> was was notably not an artist. Uh, he was, in fact, a singer. Um, are you saying singers are artists, Zane? Well, he is a musical artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But if you're buying some art, you're like buying physical art. Maybe you're buying like an album. Uh, yeah. And then I, I'd buy you a monkey. Haven't you always wanted a monkey? 
uh, it'd be three thousand dollars, and that's a very uh, bad decision. Uh, a pet monkey, not a good pet. Uh, there, there was a news story a couple of years ago about like a woman who got her face ripped off by a monkey. Yeah, ugly stuff. Ugly, ugly stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, I would buy your love, and love is priceless. So again, invalidates all of this other stuff. You can't buy love. Ridiculous. <laughs> so the total cost, ignoring the love and John Merrick's remains or Joseph Merrick's remains, uh, would be one million twenty-one thousand eight hundred twenty-four dollars and fifty cents. Okay, well that's not too bad then. That like so if it's just twenty-one thousand dollars over, that would suggest that it really is reasonable though. Twenty thousand. Also, when was this article written? This article was written in twenty sixteen. Ah, see, it's not accounting for inflation. From 2016. Yeah, no, but when when did the, when did the song come out? Oh, 92. Exactly. Oh, so maybe. Well, actually, yeah. Now that I look at it, the title of this article says "A Million Dollars No Longer Enough to Purchase Items in Brannigan Ladies." If I had a million. Oh. So, okay. Boy, oh boy, do I have egg on my face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, let's get back to Phineas and Ferb. Wow, that hey, that was a that was a great deep dive. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, actually, I just, yeah, I enjoyed that. You you doubted me so much when I said that we could make a segment out of Barry Naked Ladies, but here I did, we are. and now I have egg on my face. Yes, you do. Now we're just two schmucks with egg on our face. <laughs> so isn't that great? Two nerdy schmucks, two schmucky nerds. Two nerdy schmucks, two nerdy schmucks. You know, too many the, cooks. Whatever. I was thinking, yeah, I was trying to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, thank I was, you. Um, I was thinking but, uh, at first you were singing Pinky and the Brain. Oh, no, no, no. Too <laughs> I don't know cooks. why. Too many cooks. So, yes. Okay, so Phineas and Ferb convinced the first guy, Dave, to, you know, get the band back Dan. together. Like, Dan. Get it right. So, good luck getting everyone else together. And Phineas and Ferb were like, okay, bye. Um, and where they head to? They head to Bobby's, uh, which... Um, Man, like it's a very interesting sign up on the the up on his hair salon store that definitely does not look like the name Bobby. Um Bobai, maybe. Yeah. Um we'll go with that. Anyways, um Lindana is currently inside though with Candace. Yeah. Lindana's inside getting her she's getting her hair did. And uh, you know, she even says to Candace that um Bobby, who used to be a member of uh, Love Handle, this is his salon, but he doesn't like to tell anyone. Um, OMG gasp. Like, yeah. that's so totally what this episode is about. That's so ironic. That's so convenient, too. Yeah, that's uh, all. I think not. We're, we're Phineas and Ferb. Bam, they walk in the door right in that moment. Yeah, and, and what is, what is, let's talk about what Ferb is carrying in his hands. He's carrying a mace? Yes, he is carrying a mace. A helmet. May I yeah. remind you that uh, several episodes ago, you placed Ferb in the category of true neutral. Yeah. The, nobody who carries a mace into a hair salon is, so, is true neutral. What is he, chaotic neutral? I don't know. I'd say they are, are like most of the characters in the show are chaotic evil. Um, Ferb is not chaotic evil. My boy is not chaotic evil. He's chaotic neutral. I don't think he's, I don't think he's, I don't think he's good. I don't think he's, you know, chaotic good. I think he's. I think it is chaotic good. Baljeet? Baljeet? No, Baljeet is... No, Baljeet would be lawful good. Yeah. Um, 
I'd say chaotic good would be Perry. No, we've already talked. Perry's an asshole. <laughs> Wait, that's true. This has been established. Maybe the Phineas's grandpa, although he does strangle cats. Yeah. Uh, Ferb's grandpa. Ferb's grandpa, chaotic good. Yeah, that's it. Tell you, my boy. That's yeah, my impression definitely. of Ferb's grandpa. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> they walk into to Bobby's and Bobby Candace. Baby, Bobby Bobby's. Um, yeah, his uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Candace standing right next to her mom is like, "What are you guys doing here? You can't be here. You gotta go." Yeah, gatekeeper. Because like, no one would notice that, which no one did. Surprisingly, <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know what I noticed though. What all of the hairdressers have the exact same haircut, yeah, which is how uniform. It's the same haircut as Bobby, yeah. Um, um, but yes, so Phineas and Ferb walk up to the front desk and they ask to speak with Bob, they have asked to meet with Bobby. And uh, the woman's like, Do you have an appointment? And they're like, No, we're here because we want to get uh, love handle back together. And shunk, uh, the poster that they're holding is ripped out of their hands by a comb and is impaled to the wall, <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. out from behind, you know, like this back curtain, Bobby comes out, and I forget what he said, but like, you know. He's very flamboyant and uh, was by far my favorite character of the episode. Um, He's a fun character. I I will say that. Yeah. But uh, wow. Forced to be reckoned with. Um, O to the M to the G. What are you doing here? Or something along those lines. But uh, he so totally does not want to be. He doesn't want to get the band back together. And I forget how they convince him. They say that he's fabulous, and then they sing a song about how fabulous he is. Oh, that's right. Yes, fabulous. The, yeah. the other. We should yeah. say this. This episode is a musical episode. Like, there's many songs. In oh this. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because usually there's only like one song per episode, mm-hmm. but this one has a lot. This, this there's a lot in this. Um, so it, uh, they get they convince Bobby to come with them. Uh, Bobby, baby, Bobby, Bobby, and. Uh, Isabella, they get a call from Isabella and they're like, hey. <laughs> I don't remember what they said. Uh, no, they, no, Isabella says, uh, oh, you guys be- want me to build a, a, a stage for Love Handle, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, how'd you know? It's like, yeah, word gets around. Anyways, we've already started. And then they pan out to show that the, they have started to build this giant stage in Phineas and Ferb's backyard yes, without Phineas and Ferb's permission. Oh, it's an important lesson though it's better yeah. to ask forgiveness than permission well it's also yeah that's true but also i think it's a lesson to phineas and ferb see how you like it now now <laughs> taste of your own medicine taste, Aha! Taste of your own medicine son of a bitches sons of bitches <laughs> you son of a bitches <laughs> uh, well um, technically they had two different mothers so they could have been some son, son of a bitches <laughs> that's that's true um but anyways uh they convince bobby and successfully uh candace Ke- oh my god stop yawning you're putting you're gonna, too much pressure on me you're gonna you're gonna make the audience go to sleep ah um candace successfully keeps her mother distracted she and does. she takes her to the mall to try on clothes like kudos to candace kudos to candace which is a nice bit of um and then they go to the last person um swampy swampy which is of course in reference 
in reference to his ass. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, Swampy um, is in a library, and he, he yeah, works there. Can I just say, the library that he is in is called the Tri-State Area Library, which, yep, implies, which implies that there is one library in the entire Tri-State Area. Right. Okay, so this actually makes my next note that much more potent. So... Uh, they go into this actually really again a really cool number um talking about how he's lost his rhythm and stuff yeah and um he it just goes into this big production number people in the library dancing and stuff he's could we should we say why he lost his rhythm oh yes uh he he apparently fell asleep in a metronome factory and it completely threw off his internal clock yeah uh, <laughs> which is tragic this is sorry yeah. Yeah, true story. So sad. Um, yeah. But anyways, uh, we find out that he really does have his rhythm. That was it was all in his yeah. head because he's there stamping books and it's in rhythm. And uh, you know, Phineas goes into some pretty. He drops some hot bars. You know, he's spitting fire, yo. Um, that's the last time I'm ever yeah. gonna say that. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, this song is actually was a meme for a little while really yeah yeah like i think i think it was like i I seem to remember someone like is i don't it was like it was in that whole craze of like blank but blank like yeah like the b movie but every time someone says b it speeds up like 10 percent. like it was that sort of no way people were doing that beat b well, that was just an example of, of the B movie, like with Jerry gotcha. Seinfeld. Um, but but I'm saying like, let me look it up. Hold on. Uh, it's like every time someone says Gaston, Gaston gets thicker. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, hey, I'm pulling up the Know Your Meme. I should have done this beforehand. Uh, uh, origin. Uh, well, Zane does a Google search. Let me tell you guys about the weather we had today. Um, it was nothing really out of the ordinary. It was quite sunny. Uh, it was really windy, though. So we okay, really I found it. You can shut up now. Uh, <laughs> but somebody did. I, I somebody did. For you. Somebody. I remember now. There was a video. Somebody did. Uh, Ain't got rhythm, but he actually doesn't have rhythm. Oh. <laughs> so they did it. So they like re-edited it. So it was all out of sync. Um, oh and gosh, that adds like that had like half a million views on it. Oh man, um, but uh, but yes. Yeah, so back back to the story though. It's a good song. It's a good song. It's a good number. I feel so bad for everyone there as a college student myself. I feel so bad for everyone there who was actually there to study and work. And lo and behold, you got this motherfucker in there talking about I've got rhythm. And uh, man, I can't imagine that it was quiet. No, it wasn't. That, that's that's the upsetting thing, and also uh, also upsetting. Uh, at one point, Ferb pulls a tambourine out. Yeah, yeah. Where did he get that tambourine? Where did the tambourine come from? From his prison only... wallet. What? <laughs> what did you say? I said his prison wallet. We've already established that Ferb has a dump truck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and if we know, dump okay. trucks carry a lot of shit. <laughs> I was like, they give you a wallet when you go to prison? No! <laughs> that's that's awfully nice. Like, what are you going to put in there? 
a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's Donk Chuck. Yeah, that was the joke that I was going for. Uh... <laughs> yeah. But anyways, because um, Ferb's got the cargo space, that's for sure. Um, like, how, like, how do you see it? I just, sometimes I'm like, wow, they really chose to draw him in that way. You'd think that he'd just be round back there like all other characters or whatever, but no, he's got the, he's got the bump. He's got another rectangle. Yeah. <laughs> he's got one on both sides of his body. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, musical number, great. Taking place in a library, big bad, big sad, horrible message to the youth of America. Um, Kids in America. Whoa. Oh, the oh, man, I love Jimmy Neutron. I love great... Jimmy Neutron. Oh, we should do a movie. Jimmy Neutron podcast. What? We should do a Jimmy Neutron podcast. We really should. Fuck Phineas and Ferb. We're doing but Jimmy this Neutron. Is a fi- this is okay. So today we're talking about. We're today we're talking about Jimmy Neutron, uh, the movie that inspired the TV show. Martin uh, Short is in it. Yeah, it's a yeah. phenomenal cast. Um, also, uh, it has one of my favorite lines in cinema history um i'm hacking nuclear codes and you don't want me to i think it's also the first line that jimmy neutron ever speaks what i don't or remember he, that yeah i remember the kid line, who says his uh, first line is he's flying jimmy neutron's first line because you're you've got the fighter jets and they're doing a standard run and then they get a message at like area 51 or whatever about an unidentified bogey and it's jimmy neutron flying and then as he passes them by he says something along the lines of i'm decrypting nuclear codes and you don't want me to <laughs> oh that's great i don't remember that at all <laughs> it's, it's been a while since i've seen that favorite movie. lines i was thinking of like uh the the kid who, i thought you were talking about the kid in the shower who is like I've oh sheen oh no 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 not sheen sorry i was thinking i was mixing up the sheen bit no it's my clothes don't match my clothes don't match i'm out in public and my clothes don't match oh yes <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was his thinking. Parents aren't there. They can't tell him where. And then Sheen was peeing in the shower, which I, I was confusing those two moments in my head. I was like picturing yes. a, a boy in a shower. Um, <laughs> very close Jimmy to Neutron has an episode entirely based off of Quentin Tarantino. Yes, it's like my favorite episode. Jimmy Neutron is the show created for the cinemaphiles. Like, yeah. it's, it's got Tim Curry in it too. As yeah, Professor Finbar Calaminus. God, fuck Phineas and Ferb. Wendy Malick is beautiful, gorgeous. So yeah. many, so many, also like amazing actors. Uh, yeah, Ron like, Paulson is Carl. One of yeah, one, Ron Paulson is Carl. But they're also giving birth to one of the greatest memes. Uh, Carl. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jimmy's mom. Um, Judy. <laughs> that's that's my favorite clip of Carl. Oh, um, this has become a this has become a Jimmy Neutron podcast now. You can forget about Phineas and Ferb. We're not even going to continue talking about. Yeah, it. the one good thing about Phineas and Ferb, though, doof. Really, yeah, I acknowledge that. But anyways, let's go back to Phineas and Ferb because we don't want to upset <laughs> our six viewers that obviously really like yeah. the show. Um, so Lawrence, Lawrence is that a will failure. be our next podcast though, Jimmy Neutron. It will be. Yeah. But yes, uh, what were you saying about Lawrence? He's a failure. <laughs> In what capacity? Uh, well, he tries to set up this like last minute anniversary dinner with his wife and it just all burns to the ground. And I, I mean that quite literally, he burns yeah. it to the ground before his eyes. Uh, yeah. Before Who the fuck eyes. puts a candle right next. So close to a bouquet of flowers. Yeah. Like dead flowers are flammable. Yo roses too. Yeah. Which is sad because they look pretty. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, if I could only have a kiss from a rose. 
Yeah, you could eat the petal. I could eat the petal. Yeah, they're very soft. But not the thorn. No. Anyways, so back to Doofenshmirtz. Uh, <laughs> so nice little exchange. Uh, yeah, back to Doof, though. Uh, so Doof really needs to respect Vanessa's privacy. Mm-hmm. He's, like, reading through her address book. Yeah. Which she has what an for some interesting, reason. Yeah. What an interesting book to go through. Yeah. Which implies, like, what other books is he going through? Is he reading her diary? Like, well, how that's much what it... I assumed that he was holding. But then he's like, I have your address book. And I was like, maybe they decided that, like, having a grown man reading a teenager's diary would be, like, a little pushing it. Yeah. Even but if then it is. It's, it's her father. Well, yeah, but that doesn't excuse it. Like, this, she still deserves privacy. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Or privacy, as they say in the U- privacy in the U.S. of K. Uh, <laughs> the United States of Kingdom. Uh, yep, that's a place. Um, but I, uh, I only have two more notes, so I'm I'm getting towards the end. I have I have I have four notes. Oh wow. Um so yeah, to hop away. So actually actually hold on, but wait, what let's talk about why does why does uh Doofenshmirtz whip out the diary? Or the the He is he has invited all of Vanessa's goth friends to, <laughs> to his embarrassing little child party. Yeah, and a guy with a bunch of hearts around his name too. And a guy with a bunch of hearts around his name. Not Ferb. Fair. Fair. Not Ferb. Fucking bullshit, but it's okay. I uh love love wins. Love, love wins in the way. end. Yeah. What? Yeah. True love will find you in the end. Uh, love, love finds its way. Um, but anywho, uh, so Doofenshmirtz, uh, he fights Perry. No, he doesn't fight usual. Perry. He yes, he does. Perry. yes, he does. He doesn't fight him. He just hooks him up. What? Yeah. No. Okay. So, so before Vanessa even shows up, Doofenshmirtz, you know, like we think it's a wholesome party, and then Doof unveils a curtain. Of this rocket totally saddled with 400 pounds of fireworks. Yeah. And he says, this is the world's largest firecracker. And then he says, and now here comes the awkward part. Uh, you know, he's like, we need a victim to put onto it. So when it goes up in the air, it explodes. And here comes the awkward part. And then it just cuts to Perry already tied up, attached to the rocket. And Doof says, uh, but you're forgetting, you're forgetting that Perry escapes. Well, yes, that's And true. then they fight. Do the okay, okay. You, you idiot, you fool. I'm gonna yawn. I'm gonna yawn again. I swear Don't to you god. Dare. Don't yeah, you that's dare. Right. You wouldn't like it. This is episode 14, and now, oh, now the curtain's coming down. Uh, well, the sun's getting real low. <laughs> sun's getting real low. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, but, uh, anyways, they're fighting. And what is Doofenshmirtz using? A ray gun. Where did oh, Doofenshmirtz, yes. Where yes. did Doofenshmirtz get a ray gun? That's like alien technology. What? Oh, it's prison wall. Okay, moving on. I have one last. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Thank you. See, it's stuck. It's sticking. Told you. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Against the wall, and it hasn't fallen yet. Just like uh, spaghetti. Anyways, moving (laughs) on. (laughs) Um. So, so, uh, um, Doof gets caught on the rocket. And then he starts skyrocketing in the air. Let's cut away there for a second. Uh, Lindana, wow, wow, wee, wow. 
uh, looking fine. Very nice. Uh, very nice. Very nice. My wife. Mama, yeah, looking very nice um, with this black and white dress that she's got on that uh, that uh, Candace is having her try on, you know, in order to stall. And then um, that's 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 the note I have. Um, moving on. Just, you just liked the way that Lindana looked in that dress? Yeah, if people can sexualize Miss, uh, Mrs. Incredible, oh, I can make a joke about that. I am... I haven't looked it up, but I am positive that there is Lindana art. I don't want to know. I'm beyond positive. Like there is definitely Lindana art out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's actually, I don't, not a lot of people know this though. There's a new law about um, animating child figure, like children's cartoons figures into sexually explicit images um it's under the uh, fair entertainment act it's clause 34 so really if you just want to look it up look up lindana rule 34 and uh, you'll find out all about it it's super fascinating um, <laughs> you had me go first i was like really i'm surprised that they would make a lot about that i mean not that, that, that they, they totally should did yeah uh, yeah they did they did okay. it's called rule 34 look it up yeah rule 34 <laughs> yeah anyways um moving on Lindana, I'm sure, gets a nice dress, which we do see later. But uh, boom, cut to exterior, Phineas and Ferb's house. Actually, interior, the garage. The band members are there. They have a little moment of like, oh, man, I don't think I can do this. And they they, they fight amongst each other. And, you know, Dan is like, I'm out of here. And and Ferb is like, but you're... No, Phineas is like, Ferb is. you know, mom's not here yet. You can't go. Ah! You know, he has a little bit Turns of... Turns into Kermit moment. the Frog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Kermit the Frog, uh, famed contestant of the Mass Singer. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Mass Singer. Um, anyways, he's like, we don't have fans. Lo and behold, we hear chanting in the background. It's It's muffled. It's on the other side of the garage door. So what do we do? We open the garage door and bam, a sea of heads and like six people sitting on a roof on the other side of the street. Yeah, I noticed that. The street. <laughs> Diehard fans. I love it. Um, My question yeah. is, when Lindana eventually comes to this concert, why is she not like, who built a giant stage in my backyard? Yeah. Well, the first thing I would think is like, why, you know, why are there so many people here? And then, why are there so many people near my house? Um, yeah. Which were all questions that were not asked. <laughs> nope. Um, but yeah. So, Lindana shows up in the car. And it actually is really kind of wholesome. Lindana shows up in the car and the spotlight lands on them. She's like, Candace, what's going on? And Candace just looks at her like this. Which, for and those of you who are listening and not watching us on YouTube, which... By the way, we are on YouTube. You can watch us on there uh, to see our faces. Yeah, Jaden just made like a puppy dog face. Yes, uh, which yeah. is my imitation of, of Candace. And, and, it was know. very good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I've been practicing. Um, but anyways, uh, cut back to the, uh, the abandoned self-storage. So Doof starts to skyrocket into the air. He's attached to the rocket. And... Uh, just then, you know, he totally ruins the place, catches it all on fire, turns it yeah. so it looks really sad and depressing. Vanessa's goth friends show up and say, whoa, this place is so cool. This place is new age, man. Yeah. And then Vanessa looks around. She's like, yeah, I guess it is. And they're like, did you do this all by yourself? 
And Vanessa says, no, my dad and Perry the platypus did it. And they were like, who is Perry the platypus? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> because he's a secret agent. Like, yeah. Yeah, but then oh, and, know who it is. well, she points to Barry the platypus, and he's just there with a jetpack on his back, and he looks over, and he tips his hat, that like sly motherfucker, and then he takes <laughs> off, um, and then they're like, "Whoa, isn't that your dad attached to a rocket?" And she's like, "Yeah, but he blows up all the time. He really did do well this time." Let me pose you this question: It blows up. The the rocket blows up, but what yeah. if Doof inserts? What if Doof did not survive this time? I bet Vanessa would feel pretty fucking bad. She would, she would have egg on her face. Ah, depending on how close to the blast she was, she might. She have would have on doof her on her face. face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, doof on your face. That's hmm, that's a fun. That's a fun one. Sounds like a like a '90s grunge band. Yeah, doof on doof your on face. face. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um. Uh, bare naked doof. Um, bare naked doof. Oh, I don't. That's just put an image in my head. Don't look up Doofit's first rule 34 because yeah, I mean you'll just find a bunch of you know law legislation and stuff like that. It's totally boring. Yeah. Um but if you're interested in a law degree, look up Doof Rule 34. Yeah. Um <laughs> you have to specify that it's Doof and Schmertz though. Um, yeah. <laughs> otherwise you may not get the exact results you're looking for. But um yeah, so so the band starts playing. Uh, back at the, you know, Phineas and Ferb's house, uh, Lindana gets out of the car, Lawrence comes over and he's like, you know, uh, this is our anniversary and I wanted to do something special and they're playing. It's great. Ferb flashes the light. He flashes uh, the audience. Yeah. Ferb flashes <laughs> the audience with, you know, using that dump truck as support to stay still on the beam high up above because he's controlling the spotlight. Yeah. And then he says, you know, kiss. What are you waiting for? Kiss her. And so Lawrence says he kisses. He kisses his wife. Um, and then you know, like you know, visual poetry. You got do flying up above the concert. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wait. This reminded me. My fi- this. The, I've never laughed harder at the show yet. Then Doof. Doof is just. I need to lower my chair for the visual. That didn't do anything. Doof okay. is attached to the rocket. And he's just like got his hand and he's just totally silent while he's like in the air. And then he looks down and then he looks up and yells. Ah! And I don't know what it was about that. It's the, like, I have yet to laugh that hard watching this show. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that either. Uh, I I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. Please, please go back and rewatch it. I'm not. I've, I've watched these episodes once that's enough for for me i i you know i, I well, can't I'm gonna go back and watch anymore. it just for that moment but right. um okay. anyways uh doof makes it just above the concert and then it explodes into well he a... also you should mention that he does go is that love handle oh yeah see yeah uh curse you better the breath wait is that love handle and then he blows up yeah, yeah. Doof, doof is a fan of love handle yeah. apparently um and that's it. That's the episode. And that's it. That's the episode. Thank wow. you for listening to Furby Enthusiasm episode 14. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts. Yeah. Plus, we're on YouTube, as I mentioned before. Just look up Furby Enthusiasm or Zane Bendisi 
and you should find us pretty easily. Yeah, you can see uh, our facial expressions. You can see our faces, uh, which is pretty amazing. And all and the pain. Please, please like us, subscribe, uh, leave a rating, a review, any of that. Please good like stuff. me. I have no friends. Yeah, please like us. Just that's all we ask. <laughs> Just a little sympathy. Yeah. I hope we made you laugh. Maybe we made you cry a little too. It's okay. Yeah. Or maybe yawn. Wipe your tears. Or maybe yawn. Yeah. Just saying the word yawn makes you more likely to yawn. Please oh, don't. Shit. Why do you why do you do this on my podcast? <sighs> your podcast. I think we've gotten to the point where it's our podcast. Who does the editing? I give you moral support. Okay. All right. Anyways, this has been Fervent Enthusiasm. Good night. <laughs> Goodbye.